Okay, you're listening to Chaotic Mind Sync like I am your you know neighborhood astrologer very artsy and also my love life is tragic and I can't choose so I'm bi- bisexual. Hi. Hi, I'm Yashi and I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I'm a hoe and did I mention I love makeup? Hi. It's the one piece of moldy cheese that sits at your back of the fridge for 18 years and you never even want to eat it because it's terrible. Angie and hi, I am your door-to-door green grocer and part-time bar therapist, Aryan. Yeah, so you know what, you know, thank you so much guys for, you know, making this episode, so. Yeah, so um, Aryan and I uh, currently study behavioral sciences, Aryan in psychology and me as part of my course in neuroscience. So we might be using a bunch of research terms and stuff, but don't worry, we've set a challenge for ourselves. Every single term will be explained within five minutes or less. Five minutes, excuse me, five seconds or less. We're not going to make you wait for five minutes, we promise. This is, of course, the very gay episode. There's rainbows around, there's unicorns flying, everything is happening at all. Homosexual! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so, you know what, whenever, you know, what is the most chaotic thing you ever can think about in your life? So, I think that's growing up gay. Because you're, you're you're supposed to be an actor, you cannot, you know, you're not supposed to share your love life. Sometimes you even have to, you can't even share your pronouns. And, you know, moreover, you know, I think it's a whole lot of mystery and secret. And yeah, a lot of acting. We should get an Oscar, honestly. Like, Oh my god, yes. I was, I was, uh, you know, I was thinking about it. And a few days ago, Aryan and I were having a conversation. And Aryan was talking about like how uh, when you like grow up gay, it is, it's really difficult for you to sort of understand who you really are. So like, and it's like really not even about growing up gay. It's so even difficult even before you get to know the terms LGBTQ or gay or even before you hit your puberty that you can actually acknowledge that you have a sexuality. Just growing up different with a different identity is so difficult in itself, right? Growing up gay was, at first you don't even know if you're different. You're just out there hanging out with the bitches, hanging out with the girls, right? But then all of a sudden, it just, you know, people just start telling you, okay, no, you're a guy, you're not supposed to do that. No, you're a girl, you're not supposed to do that. So I don't know. It just all messed up. First, a fun fact from Angie. This is known as um, secondary cognition, things that you don't know, but you are but you are learning because of your surroundings. Oh, wow. Explanations in the five seconds. Yeah, very well then. What I wanted to bring out was that we live in the society which is so heavily structured and at times your personality grows around these structures rather beautifully, but at times the same structures can literally suffocate you out of being who you are. And I guess that's how, like, my experience growing up has been a mix and match of both. Uh, any, anyone can relate? I can. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, look, I remember I was reading a book, like, a few days ago, where I saw that, um, you know, it, it was kind of on that uh, Krishna used to cross-dress or something. Like, I, I think I didn't, like, as a person who actually studies humanities and doesn't look at it as a very external um, thing to their own life. I think Aryan would know better about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're very, very correct, Angie. Like, that's really very true. I was reading this book which uh, talked about Indian mythology and how we have these customs. No? So, in India, like, the Hindu notion of a complete man, a Purna Purusha, is Krishna. And so, often we see that idols of Krishna are depicted wearing wearing the lehengas, like the Gopikas. Krishna, he has a big nose pin, he has earrings, he has his 
हेयर ब्रीडेड सो कृष्णा एज अ कम्प्लीट मैन टीचेज अर्स दैट टू बी अ कम्प्लीट मैन यूल हैव टू एक्सेप्ट यूर फेमिनिटी ऑल्सो so that's a big lesson for all the toxic masculines out here and also like it's so ironic because in our society that we live in today a lot of people tend to look down upon men who are even slightly feminine or you know just are not very rigid masculine when your own religion is telling you that a complete man appreciates both of his part masculinity and femininity i just believe that you know for in order to be masculine you also have to appreciate your femininity because i think it's all very fluid right for me as a person it is very fluid and right so i think uh, you just cannot embrace your masculinity as long as you don't embrace your femininity in a way right and honestly you know if you are um, you know like how do i put it but if you i'm saying is see i think masculinity as a whole is like only can be embraced when you embrace other people and you just don't stick on to that and be don't be rigid to it right you just let it come naturally and you let it let it go you know naturally too i think a complete man is not you know like how people describe it like a mountain and rigid i think you're supposed to be more fluid too as a as a female born person it's really difficult for you especially if you grow up a little more masculine you know because you're supposed to be like uh, the same way you all talked about like how you're supposed to be masculine if you're a male born person right as a female born person and as a, a gender queer person it's really difficult for you to sort of comprehend when exactly it is uh, you know acceptable to be masculine when exactly it is acceptable to be feminine and when i used to grow up as a tomboy people used to tease me and like mercilessly bully me just because i preferred wearing pants over pink skirts these things have been inseparably a part of our texts and the level of erasure and stigma is just so 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 concerning that at one time the things which used to be out and loud are you know are uh, like being looked uh, look down upon and are being hidden as if there's something to be ashamed of that's like mm. really funny to me how this we have transitioned for the worse as we grow up we sort of start to realize that we are somehow thoda different right to the world and then we start to create this other identity as a whole so like uh does anyone has has any problem or like do when anyone is going to say how your identity which you sort of got from the world was very different from what you actually were yeah, uh so um yeah so firstly a preface i am gender queer i do not fully identify with the label of a female uh nor do i uh you know identify at any point of time with the, with the label of a mascul- with the label of masculinity you know so i sort of oscillate between um non binary and um female so uh you know what was the weirdest part for me growing up it was uh you know, when i first you know started hitting puberty and you know all all perverted people no i'm kidding um all all the people who are listening sort of know what happens to a female born person in puberty and when i was like when i was growing up and my chest was getting bigger i was i was so depressed like i, I can't tell you like it was it was terrible for me because i so i was so happy when my chest was smaller but when I, whenever it like it started getting bigger due to puberty of course there's like hormones and stuff estrogen progesterone that kind of stuff and whenever it started getting bigger i used to uh lie down on my chest to try to flatten them and stop their progress 
because that used to hurt me that used to make me feel so bad inside it just made me feel like i wasn't enough or i wasn't the person that i was supposed to be you know and that was uh, that like that was one of the defining characteristics of my childhood growing up you know different from people because i sort of realized that i wasn't the same everybody else was you know having fun you know getting new bras and whatever and uh, here i was trying to smush them <laughs> honestly you know same a little similar thing you know like more opposite to you know as i was growing up in my personal experience i have been a person who is like a little more curvy like for a man like i'm more curvy right my chest is like more curvy like my fe- features are more feminine with my waist with my hips with my chest so honestly you know growing up i was so not very fond of them because you know i used to look up to these men with you know like hot bods and abs and this that and i used to admire that while i was i think my sexuality was developing even before i knew i had a sexuality so you know i used to think that why don't i have that but then later on you know in life a little you know early teenage by that time i realized that you know what no i appreciate it i like being feminine like it's so pretty it's cute i like the curviness but then you know like everybody else like one day you know i was just i take my shirt out and go to you know like uh, the whole uh the bathroom i'll go and take to take a shower and like one of my cousins would just you know just say something like wow you are giving a competition to the girls and you know taunt in a way which would just you know make me feel bad that oh is there something wrong but me as a person i think that i did you know handle that very gracefully and i still really love the way i look but i think that affects people yeah and like whenever we talk about like coping with different like identities that you have within your lives you have to talk about like you know most people are like oh this is just life or this is just you know some feelings that you're feeling because of hormones but fun science fact so there was a scientific research that was done in the university of california i believe which said that the people who didn't identify with the gender that they were assigned at birth and then they uh, sort of you know Uh, they uh, identified as trans their brains worked similarly more similar uh, worked in the same way that uh, that their gender identified with rather than their biological sex which was so interesting to me because you know you sort of understand that brains and bodies can be different that is so fascinating though the thing is society as a whole sort of you know at points it, it confused me so the thing was i you know when i was a small child i did not know that in order to like guys i can still be guy i can still remain a guy so it's coming from a very place where i did not know anything so you know don't take it seriously but yeah so i when i was a kid i used to think that if i have to like a boy in my life i'll have to become a girl right but i was actually always happy with being a boy and so yeah it was very disturbing at times and honestly anji i'm la- loving the whole you know research you're coming up with and actually i i i did read about it somewhere but yeah you know what i think thank you so much for saying that well about what kevin said that's by large how socialization works because socialization in in sociology is the process by which like you know new children they're just introduced to the society as its members so it's kind of like a brainwash but you know you get the idea see socialization works in this way where like you begin to learn about gender as a social institution and the entire gender roles much much later so in an early part of your life you just want to do some things which people don't want you to do and not being able to do those things just make you makes you feel frustrated so this is 
a thing where we just feel so so limited and we just feel like the things we want to do the things we want to be for example like playing with barbie barbie dolls i have never considered the you know, the opportunity of doing that and i don't even know why that's the worst thing about it no so that's pretty much how things are like you are asked not to do so many things without knowing why not then gender roles at you know society there is sort of you know this how do you say it but throw it at throw it at your face and you just have to accept it but at times it is so hard for me to accept it and also like you know let us come back to ourselves a little so uh, i want to talk about our journeys as accepting ourselves as you know how we came out kind of thing right so you know when you come out it's not a one time process you come out every day every minute sometime right like you know i come out to one person every time i talk about my sexuality right so even as i'm talking right now i might be coming out to so many other listeners right so it's a very long process but coming out firstly i'm not a big fan because for some reason i have to explain my sexuality like why this you can't you know just assume why do you assume that i'm straight or why do you assume that i'll be gay just think you know i'm a guy and i can like guys or am i i'm a guy and i can also like girls so yeah anyway so yeah so um i uh... I think uh yeah so when I was a kid I used to I knew that I was different I had like one of those mushroom cuts where the hair sticks out like one of those like now it has been re- rebranded to like the fuckboy cut you know where the hair sticks up you have like really short hair and it's upright there it looks like a- I'm telling you I'm telling you Angie has been a player all along I am very single don't don't overestimate my social skills Yeah so um yeah so when i like when i was a kid i always knew that i was different so i remember like watching house md right and um it, it was really weird because there was this uh, character on there whose name was th- her actual name obviously wasn't thirteen it was uh, i don't know it started with an s but it was, she was uh, but like she was one of house's interns and she like she was nicknamed thirteen and that was the first time i ever saw like a bisexual character on tv which was the weirdest thing to me because obviously like my parents were always like oh don't listen don't look at the trans people who you know who uh, you know knock on car doors and then you know that kind of person uh, gay people don't exist you can only like guys whatever so like it was it was always that and when i like especially when i sort of uh, you know when i saw that representation i was like oh my god she is <laughs> you know she's like me she feels the same things that i do, i do like in terms of attraction not in terms of gender obviously so um yeah so which was the weirdest part because i never i never had those prejudices i like aryan said i never had that kind of experience where you know i was socially told that this is bad this is bad i just didn't know of their existence you know i never had that kind of representation that these kind of people could also exist and you know that that really validated like my mental dysphoria dysphoria when you don't um, <laughs> scientific explanation part 2 when you don't identify with what you socially present as so um, this kind of mental dysphoria uh, really affected me a lot and uh, it really relieved me to see that kind of representation and that's sort of how i you know became uh, sort of came out to myself i didn't really come out i was always like yes i'm different i finally found a word for it you know so that was my uh, you know sexual orientation coming out well i'd say the thing is 
I had a lot of incidents which made me think, okay, maybe or like maybe not. Because the thing was, see, I always was surrounded by girls, right? So and the thing was, society already just sort of forces this thing on you. So like, if you're a guy, I suppose you like girls. Girl, guys, no, no. So what happened was, you know, there were instances where, you know, there were, things would happen, you know, like with me and some boys in my class, and you know, something would happen, something like that, something of that sort, you know, like just fun and all. and then i would just think okay you know what maybe maybe somewhere i am kind of different but it just feels good it just feels like me it just feels like you know it's supposed to happen it's meant to be right and but the thing was when actually i came out to myself it was quite dramatic because you know when i sort of just started googling labels i started saying you know how can a guy like guy because last time i checked i also like the girl so you know how it, how is that happening and then the whole process and then you know i knew that my parents would totally hate me if i would do that and we'll talk about my parents very soon so you know i just talked about talk to myself the entire time and you know just one day i looked to myself and i asked but why why do i have to be so different and like why do i have to go through this and why was i born like this so you know it was hard but then you know i slowly came in terms with actually saying yes i am bisexual yes i do like guys so you know telling yourself sometimes and also telling other people at times really helps so yeah that's how i came out to myself like honestly like coming out to yourself is the first step in accepting yourself and you know in my case uh, how i got to know oh well i am into guys i think i i wouldn't say i always knew but i think there wasn't any other route because like as far as i remember i have this very cute sa photo right where like i'm my sister has dressed me in this beautiful yellow pink sari and like i look so cute in it and i and like i'm feeling the fantasy right and then as i grew up you know power ranger mystic force came out I was so into this green power ranger then it shifted to the red one as I developed taste. So, you know, all those things happen and growing up, you know, I always had an affinity. You know, I think I did the most cliche thing that gay kids did, going into the underwear aisle and you know what you're doing. But bored and you know being confused, do I want this or do I want this? So all of that happened you know as i grew up i think i never really got attracted towards women i mean i love women i i think girls are one of my best friends that i have i appreciate them a lot like but i never just had an you know like an urge to be hugging them to be you know like being you know complimented by them you know being appreciated by them and you know like as i grew up i got this friend you know in my 8th grade since 8th grade and we are still very great friends you know and he was like so good to me and that was the first guy in my real life that i ever had you know like a minute crush on and i told him and he was so supportive like i was lucky enough but to some extent we can still say that you know when we were coming out to ourselves we were still very young and also to some extent we still know that there was a lot of stigma with the society because 377 never actually happened at that second at that time right so i think there was a lot of stigma and that maybe made it very hard because you know people around us they you know just sort of didn't want to accept us but yashi i'm so glad that your friend accepted you and that's how friends are supposed to be they accept exactly you know because after 
uh, his you know affirmative response right i do not know what to you know expect but i think if he wouldn't have in that moment a lot of things were going bad in my personal family life so i think in that moment only because you know he accepted and you know provided consolation and you know positive feelings i think from that point of time i was like you know what this is me and it's all cool it's okay to be like this it's all fine you are still fab with us you know so like having great friends really helps in coming to town yeah. well adding on to what kevin said it's something really very substantial because because it's not one does not make this decision or this move in vacuum we do have the society and believe me believe me there are so many people who have been wishing with their fingers crossed on both their hands and their toe crossed on both their feet that they weren't different see they see if you have a choice to have a terrible life to not have the basic citizenship rights to go on to be not accepted and your existence being illegal who the hell would make that decision if that was a choice so of course we live in a society where nothing is in vacuum our independent decisions are not our independent yeah. decisions so what i say or do is determined by what people's expectations are and what i could be beaten for and what i could know what i could be stripped of for all the thing i built in myself I remember a few days ago like uh, yeah not a few days i think it was a week that yeah she was talking about like getting a drag persona because he was you know he was he wanted to mike broffer remember Brock. that so um yeah so i came up with the i just you know out of nowhere came up with the drag name all right drag quick explanation in 5 seconds Yeah, quick explanation in five seconds. When uh, uh, usually a male-born person, women can do drag too. Uh, dresses in a hyper-feminine way to uh, usually for um, entertainment, entertainment and performance. So here it is. Yeah, she. I hope you like it. She's a woman. <laughs> it's spelled. It's spelled um, S H E Z Z A woman. <laughs> okay so i think yashi yeah, fa- finally found his drag mother wow. so yeah. so honestly i think i kind of like drag i mean i love being hyper feminine being feminine all together i just ordered a skirt mm-hmm. like yeah but like you know the hyper like the eye shadow portion like i could do better the glam like i look better with that and drag is literally an art form it's on my bucket list see the thing is i've done drama for 3 years and drama is about you know being larger than life and drag is a very similar art form even in sanskrit drama we we have this aharyam which is like uh, okay five minute explanation it's like an overly exaggerated version of yourself through cosmetic beauty through ornamental beauty and drag is just that so it's been on my bucket list gonna do it at least once Okay, so you know what? Some people they confuse drag as fancy dress. So I just want to point out, you know what was fancy dress? Fancy dress was pretending to be straight. Fancy dress was, yeah, fancy dress was trying to fit in the heteronormative world. When when actually what you want to do is do drag makeup and swing on the bar and also you know just kiss a guy. You know that was he took took dress. Exactly. So you know what? That was not you know drag is not fancy dress. Pretending to be someone who you are not that is fancy dress. Okay. So you know, coming back to what we were saying, other than uh, yeah, she's amazing drag persona. Like uh, I remember, uh, like uh, like coming out to myself was not as difficult as see. I've never come out to. I've never come out out of my own will. 
um so you know uh for a bunch of you guys have heard that uh coming out was a really difficult experience like in general and uh you know it, it's a lot of you know weighing pros and then like some of you have come out so like what was that even like can i go first because i think i came out the last so you know i should, I should go first yep. well i'd say for coming out for me was uh you know not that planned but still very you know like it was still very slowed down so that it was not hard for me kind of thing so in my 10th grade i came out to my parents and it was you know it was like they sort of caught me talking to a guy and talking to a guy kind of like sexting a guy i guess right so what happened was my mom saw that and then you know she confronted me she was like are you talking to these types of people and you know and i said i mean i kind of am i guess and then she was like okay so are you one of those people and i said will you stop loving me if i am and to be very honest the thing was i know this right now it doesn't have that much gravity because i've probably told this to most of my friends but you know then i said to her that you know will you stop loving me if i am and i just started crying in that moment because i always knew that if i do tell her maybe she will stop loving me maybe she will just leave me and i didn't want to do that because i love my mother and i love my parents so you know i just told her and she just hugged me that second and yeah it was fine she just said you know it's okay it's going to be okay we accept you we always love you and i don't think that will ever change so that was okay but then again my dad didn't knew and you know if every you know if all the gays are listening you know how relationships with dads are you know how gay dads are so my dad got to know about it and a lot of stuff happened so it took at least 3 years for them now mm-hmm. i'm in 12th grade and now they're still fine even though they don't really accept it accepted but they just tolerate it and i'm like okay fine so at least you're at this point where you can tolerate me and not stop loving me so i think that's fine but yeah i hope it was better i hope it was better for them to like you know it was very easy for them to under- get me but it's okay i took what 13 years to accept myself and then 2 years to tell my parents so okay even if they require a lifetime that's okay but i accept myself and i think that's good so yeah we're all very proud of you i wish i was there to give you a hug but i am not i'm very far away no it's okay you know what even if you're far away you're still close to me and you know you just touch my heart and that's what you know what means a lot and actually you know what if i touched your heart you would be dead okay you know what stop ji stop ji so yashi so you know what i think we both sort of had like very similar experiences but i want to know how was your experience with coming out well i officially you know came out to my parents let's talk about parents and then you know we'll shift to everything else so i came out around i was when 14 i had just turned 14 now i am a person who is very short tempered okay and like i'm very impulsive also so you know me actually what happened was you know at that point of time i knew i was gay and you know uh, i had a very big argument in the middle of the night with my dad you know like actually it happened at 8 pm and it extended till 11 on the dam road like i'm not even kidding it was like really horrible and you know like it was such a you know like strong rush of emotions that i was at a point 
where you know because in, uh, eventually i had thought you know initially i had thought that wait you know what i'll come out when i'm more financially stable because these are real precautions you have to take you know sometimes because you know all that be free live your truth is good you should but then you also have to take in consideration with the practical thing too so i was like okay no but then you know the fight got so intense that i was like ab bacha hi kya hai so i was like you know what i like guys too i'm gay <laughs> so my dad didn't really and i came out to my dad you know like firstly in my family and he was like he just got quiet he really didn't say much and he was like it's okay we shouldn't fight anymore it's very late this was not nice uh we shouldn't fight like this go home i'll come back in a while i think now that i look back you know i think he just needs some time to wrap his mind around that and when i came home you know i was crying and my mom was sitting there on her bed and i was like you know she asked me where is my dad and i told her where he is and then i was like i need to tell you something and she looked at me she smiled and she goes are you gay oh my <laughs> so god like, i was supposed to say it woman sister wait my thing so i was like i was crying and so we were like mm. wow. so she just started laughing oh my god she hugged me. and then you know and then in the kitchen also she was like you know what is such me you know in the morning i was very sarcastic she was उंड you know come around even though my dad doesn't go oh he has a boyfriend that's cool and hug me and go and you know put a rainbow flag with me no but he still loves me a lot you know and he has no issues with it he's like tumhe jo karna hai karo but you know let's not let being practical if tomorrow you know like i'm kissing my boyfriend on the road he'll be like dhindora peetna zaruri tha the thing is being like slightly gay or whatever like being a part of the gay community i think to some extent i can say i still I don't know. The women in my life have especially helped me grow a lot. So thank you so much, all the girls and all the women in my life. You know, I'd like to add to that. I'd like to add to that. While girls are these no staple supporters, if a guy is kind to you, or if a guy is supportive, or if they have the bare minimum decency, I will make you my god. Honestly, you are a king. And you know why? You know why? Let me tell you why. So we come to expect some level of misogyny and assholicity from every guy that we meet. And you know, when we see somebody who is a nice, decent human being, we're like, "Oh my God, we did not expect this! Wow, I will make you my God. I will worship you at the altar. I love you so much." So you know, like I have experienced that too. You know, when you meet a guy. Who's finally decent? You know, you're just like, wow! Finally, you are so good. Which shouldn't be the case, but you know, it just happens because of how society is. You know. So I'll tell you what. So I have this best friend, and you know, we've been friends for a while. And the thing is, this guy actually, you know, I never tried coming out because I was so scared of the whole fact that I have to put myself out there, vulnerable to someone. right so i did came out to my parents but that was because you know parents always know okay you can't you can't hide things from them they always know but friends you still have a choice 
but the thing was i kind of wanted to take that risk because i knew that if i tell this person what i am or what i feel they won't judge me because they are my true friend so what happened once i had this best friend okay i won't really say his name i guess so yeah i asked him to you know like hi guy hi x sorry hi a i want to talk to you about something and he was like yeah sure what's up you know what what is up and then i said well you know the thing is it's something i never told anyone and it's like really something i have been keeping to myself the entire time and then he was like okay i'm listening tell me more and you know the thing was i was still a very fresh out of you know fresh in the closet gay so i didn't even know what was happening and i haven't even said the words out loud to myself that yes i'm bisexual so saying that word to words to him was especially hard so what happened was i tried to write down the word by on a paper he couldn't get it he was like okay what you already yeah. by we just met and then why and then i said and then i played a song and you know i think most people know it's a by anthem so i played that yeah you know anji so i played that and even then this guy he had some, he had a thick brain he couldn't even get that and then i just got up this courage and you know and just said you know what okay i'm going to come out clean i'm bisexual i like guys and girls and probably even more if i'm horny so you know what why so this guy he for, for a second he was like okay he was silent but then when he spoke he spoke the the best words ever and i think from that moment itself when i was vulnerable to him i, op- I opened up to myself i opened up myself to him i think that's when my friendship actually got stronger with him so yeah you know what throughout i you know i think he has been very supportive and i think all gay people they need some allies in their life who just be there be a friend and just you know continue that brotherhood and yeah, i think to this point i am he's a very integral part of my life and yeah he has been a massive boost to my self worth and i think he is the reason why i ca- i can come out to other people and like i i remember uh, you know having uh, some friends that were um, very supportive and some friends that were not yeah so like uh, anyway uh, that's a, that's a story for a little bit later as we haven't heard from our main man who isn't speaking okay so i'm still here been listening to everything it's very difficult for me to contain all of this because i feel overwhelmed with so much hope with so many positive feelings and the best part is like by and large what we hear about things like these is very mostly it's rather hopeless and it gives a darker perspective but things like these they actually hoist us up there to still have hope in ourselves and in the society yes okay things might not be the best but they will be better we are changing at such a spontaneous speed we are becoming better we are becoming more loving more caring we are becoming more considerate and uh, uh, and uh, and that is something to be so so proud of and that is not about hiding the bad parts and now looking back at it okay i did see some bad things which i wish when i sees but today the person i am is not that those bad parts matter like now that i look back at all the way i've come i look at all the positive uh, events i look at all the unexpectedly you know the people you don't expect to take it uh, to take to these things so so nicely but they do so this inherent goodness is what actually counts in the end 
uh, I don't want to go in depth with how my experience was, uh, but uh, there was this something inherently criminal about me uh, throughout uh, the test, and uh, like there were see the, the thing is just being just being out and loud about yourself is some can be a reason for people to hate on you. So well, yes, I was bullied. Yes, there were rumors. Yes, okay, it it goes as far as receiving threats, threats for your life and for your family. And these things are not, uh, something normal teenagers are supposed to deal with. But you know what? I don't think that matters today. I don't think any of that matters any anything today. So if someone listening to this is in that position, let me tell you, let me tell you, those moments of feeling worthless. They will go away. One day you will look yourself in the mirror, with maybe you know being whatever the whatever the hell you want to be, and you'll be proud of that thing. Just that. So if you're in that difficult moment right now, hold through. Things always get better. They do get better, and I know, and I because I see you. That's why I know that they do get better. It's you know until you believe in yourself and you have few people, you know as Lady Gaga likes to say. there could be 100 people in a room and 99 doesn't believe in you it just takes one person for you to achieve what you want so like even if you have one person who accepts and love you i think you will be able to make it better for yourself and you know bad things happen and also can we take a moment of silence to actually appreciate aryan here because i have seen and he barely talks about these things but the amount of courage he has to you know even talk about this and you know yeah thank you so much aryan very emotional all of us now it's time for the juiciest story how i yeah so none of uh, these three people have heard this yet this is my own personal you know most <laughs> this is okay uh, again <laughs> i'm just typing it up uh, it, it's a very sad story but i just tell it in a funny way that's it so um Yeah, so I was. I told my very close friend, like bringing back, bringing it back to how I realized that I was like thirteen and I was bisexual. So I told one of my close friends, and then I went and told another of another one of my close friends. Like it was just, uh, yeah, it was just like I was just like you know I have figured something out. I still hadn't you know figured out my gender identity, but I had figured like my sexual identity out, and I was just like okay. I can tell my friends now. So I went and talked to Let us meet and talk in the second part of this episode. So we'll provide you the second part ASAP. So you know what for for time being just have you have the best day of your life and you know what just stay healthy stay motivated and keep drinking water and yeah bye <laughs>